Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, Noel T. Manning II here. Uh, glad you're joining us. Uh, this is C19 TV. Uh, the studios, uh, it's the, what's the name of the studios? The John O'Harris Jr. Studio. There we go. Good job. Uh, that's Rupert uh, Pupkin. Uh, we appreciate the king of comedy, <laughs> Rupert Pupkin. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate you. He was a psychopath, right? He was. Uh, he was. I won't say more of a sociopath. Sociopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll agree. Thomas Manning uh, will agree with me on you that. You know, it's we'll... still not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a tease because we are going to talk about the movie The King of Comedy mm -hmm. uh, a little later on uh, during this show. And we're also going to talk about, we're going to do a lot of reviews from The Vault. Uh, we're also going to talk about Network from 1976. Uh, both of those are really interesting films. That, Great film. That look at madness in similar ways. Also look at celebrity uh, in similar ways as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to talking uh, about that. But that is Greg Tillman. Uh, that is not uh, Rupert Pupkin. Uh, behind Thank Greg, you for clearing that up. Yeah, no worries. Who was that behind you, man? I can't tell. Who, who was that? Good gosh. I thought he was in the control room. <laughs> Derek? You ever get a feeling uh, someone's behind you? <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, he's taking care of uh, Greg, uh, making sure that the lighting is proper and, uh, and as it should I don't, be. I don't like him back there, Tim. You don't, Can is you it scary? Tim, what do you think, Tim? Oh, you didn't want him. You didn't want him back there with you. So you sent him out here. I got you. Okay, I got it. All right. That's well, disturbing. Uh, that is, uh, disturbing. Yeah, well, well, Tim, Tim is disturbing uh, at times. Um, well, I didn't mean him. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Well, Derek, sorry. Take your pick, I oh, guess. Sorry. Thomas Manning over here beside me, uh, beside, uh, or just in the middle. We, we keep getting further and what? further apart. No, wait. That, oh, there it is, Thomas that, Manning, uh, the uh, rundown on movies.com. You can find out all sorts of stuff. We need to, get, where's the graphics guy? We need a new graphics guy or something. What's going on? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, see what happens when, when Derek's not in there with Yeah, that's true. That's true. We, we are getting geared up for the Joker film. Uh, we're going to be Yay. talking about that next week. And we're going to be doing kind of a special on Batman-themed movies. Uh, we may even have uh, Christian. Remember Christian? Um, what's his name? Christian? Bale. Johnson. Christian Jackson. Jessup. Christian oh. Jessup. We may have him back. Uh, I was excited. Satellite. I thought you were going with Christian Bale. No, no, no. We're well, doing a Batman show. But Christian Jessup uh, may be back via satellite talking about his favorite scores from uh, the Batman movies. So uh, that, that satellite link worked pretty well for you, Thomas. Yeah. Where were you, Mars or somewhere? I, the moon? Uh, I don't know where you were. I, the metropolis of Boiling Springs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it's, it's a good way from here. But it, it is, yeah. it is. But uh, we, we appreciate you tuning in and, uh, and hanging out with us. And, and thanks for our listeners. Uh, email us, info at c19.tv if you'd like. Uh, or even if you not like, please uh, email us. Um, you know, I don't think if they don't like us, I don't think they're gonna bother to, <laughs> I, well, you can. You can email us and you can listen to the podcast on WGWG.org. Well, Thomas, there's this movie that I haven't seen, and it's not about the Avengers, but it's hmm. Avengement. Right, right. And is it, is it like one of these mints that you buy, like a, a peppermint or a, an encouragement or, a, you know, a, a spearmint? That sounds one. tasty. It uh -huh. does, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, you're kind of along the right track, okay. but, but just, just missed a little bit. All right. All right. So, 
It's directed by Jesse B. Johnson. Uh, this is available on Netflix right now, and it was released back in May, but it's available on Netflix. And um, follows this guy, uh, played by Scott Atkins, who escapes prison, or, well, he was on a prison, basically a prison transportation, and he escapes, and um, then decides to go out and take revenge or avengement on the guys that are the reason that he's in prison and you know these guys they're not not good guys there's okay. <laughs> there some people that have kind of betrayed him even including his own brother and uh so he sets out and wants to show them everything that they've done wrong to him and how he feels about it okay uh, so, so it's, a, it's a revenge picture exactly exactly right. so imagine Tarantino's uh, Reservoir Dogs, the, narr the narrative structure of that film is told okay. in flashback. Most of it takes place in one room, but it's told in flashback. Then Guy Ritchie's uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking wow. Barrels, where you have the English, it's in, it takes place in Britain. You got the British setting, the heavy English dialect. I had to watch it with subtitles. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you've got uh, the John Wick franchise, the excellent fight choreography and stunt work, just brutal violence, just all that together, and that's basically what we have really? here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, go ahead, Greg. So you get the kids together and you've got an evening, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a, a kid-friendly novel. It's, it's a <laughs> so hard it's family, pretty hard, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. hard art. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. um, it's 87 minutes long. It's perfectly paced, um, and it's compelling the entire time. And uh, there's even a bit of emotion at the core of it, uh, okay. some family emotion, and uh, really in almost character study in some ways. Um, and you know, talking about the brutal violence, it's not as bad as what you're talking about last week with a Rambo last blood. Right, right. It's not just to the point of like just overly right. over it's, the top. It's and, not gratuitous yeah, for yeah, the exactly. sake of, of being gratuitous. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels real and okay. it feels palpable. I mean, it's something like you would find in a John Wick movie. Okay. And uh, it's really captivating and uh, something that I'm really glad I stumbled well, across. Well, good. And yeah. so it really was one of these things you just kind of stumbled yeah, upon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Douglas Davidson had uh, reviewed it earlier in the summer for his website, Elements of Madness. Yeah. And uh, I saw the praise he was giving it, so I thought I'd check it out for myself, yeah. and I'm really glad I did. Yeah. yeah, there's some great independent stuff out there. There's some great kind of under-the-radar things that... You know, the mainstream audiences don't get a chance to see, and that's, to me, the beauty of having something like a Netflix uh, or an Amazon Prime where you can get access to some of these right. things that may have had limited theatrical runs or just a, a you know, indie festival run. And there's some good stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so what rating are you giving Avengement? A solid B+. Plus. Uh, okay. I mean, it's pretty light on the narrative, but really... Heavy, really well executed, so yeah, B+. Plus. Okay, awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about network, Greg. We're going to jump ahead a little bit, but we are going to do, it is a review from the vault. The next three films are reviews from the vault. Um, this is a film that, 1976, uh, it, it was, uh, you know, it was really, to me, one of the best films ever created when you look at the acting, you look at the writing, you look at the dialogue, the pacing, the way the shots are put together. There's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. There's times you've got the rack focus going on where mm -hmm. the characters are, you know, I mean, I, I really felt like this movie was kind of ahead of its time. It was. Yeah. And, and I feel that even looking at it, because we watched it, we watched it as a double feature with the King of Comedy. Yeah. And uh, I really felt like it was relevant. Oh, wow. it, it's really outlived, well, it continues to outlive 
what it was set up for. Right. And so give me some of your memories and thoughts. Uh, of, big of Oscar. I think it swept the Oscar that year. Peter Finch won uh, maybe the first po uh, uh, yeah, first posthumous, yeah, posthumous yeah. Uh, yeah. Oscar. And well-deserved, too. It's a shame he wasn't able to live long enough to... 60 to years be acknowledged old. for that. He was only 60 yeah. when he died. Was he? Was he? And he died like just a couple months before the Oscars. Yeah, Faye Dunaway won, I yeah. remember. Yep. I don't remember who else. I know it won several. Uh, Beecher Strait won Best Actress in a Supporting Role. And mm -hmm. we also had uh, Best Original Screenplay from Patty Shayevsky, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe one of William Holden's last films, too. Yeah, he was amazing. He was terrific. Yeah, in that. And, he was and always had, good. But, yeah. You had Ned Beatty nominated for Best Supporting. And what was interesting, the two supporting nominations, they only had maybe seven, eight minutes of screen time yeah. total. Right. And uh, you know, we Ned Beatty didn't show up until an hour into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, okay, I haven't seen Ned Beatty. What's going on? And when he shows up, you're like, okay, that's yeah. why he got the nomination. One scene, it's just that one scene that won it for him. Probably yeah. one of the most searing indictments of television ever put on film, I think. Yeah. I, uh, I, and, and in a way, sadly, it seems a little dated. I think reality TV now, some of the content that's out there on these backwater cable channels is even maybe wilder than some of the things depicted in net in network. Well, I think that's what what really got me is it's still it's still relevant yeah. because of the sensationalism and um, celebrity and how celebrity sells the news and how it sells politics and how it sells everything. But yeah, it, it you know it wouldn't it doesn't surprise you to see that kind of stuff on TV now. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. And on social media now, so it doesn't surprise you. But it really is still, it still feels just real and relevant. What were yeah. some of your thoughts coming out of this time? It's the first time you've ever seen yeah, it. Yeah. Movie that you know predates you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, just you know watching it with you last night, we probably paused it like half a dozen times, just like talking. How in the world was this made 43 years ago when the themes socially, politically, and even related to humanity are yep. so incredibly relevant to today? Like, there's so many figures in this movie that you can compare to certain people in today's society. Yeah. Uh, just so many different situations um, and just really the matter of kind of people taking advantage of other people's uh, struggles and manipulating them for their own benefit. Absolutely. And how often do we see that with whether it be big businesses or big corporations, just so incredibly relevant. Yeah, and, it, and the movie spoke, it spoke about politics, it spoke about big corporation takeover, it spoke about foreign influence. Um, you know, all of those things still incredibly just you know, you, you just you look on social media today, look at the news today, it's all there today. Yeah. An amazing film, it holds up, yeah. um, to me still holds up, and I had not seen it in a very long time, and so to rewatch it, and just to go, wow, you know, no wonder I, I loved this so much. Then. His monologue that culminates with the, I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it right. anymore, yeah. Yeah. that scene alone yeah. is, is worth watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, just the talent, that you see on the screen and the performances were just unreal. If you've never seen, if you've never seen Network, uh, I really uh, encourage you to check it out. It's not for the young kids, uh, heavy no. language, uh, heavy no. subject matter, but a solid A plus for me, even all these years later, revisiting it, solid A plus. Oh uh, yeah, right there with you, A plus. There's really not e even anything I can nitpick about it. It was just, I was just riveted the entire time. Yeah, and it's, it's hard for a film, especially one 
of that age to just continue to hold your attention because there was very limited music score. I don't know yeah. that there was any score except, you know, the lead in to the, you know, to the newscast. Right. And, um, and there was a, some narration that was done throughout yeah. from time to time as if you're watching almost a documentary kind yeah. of unfold. And that was just done so, so well. Just really yeah. impressed with that. Yeah. Really impressed. It's amazing work. Yeah. A, a plus, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you another one that could be a good double feature with it. Broadcast News from the mid-'80s. Holly Hunter, William Hurt. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and what was the uh, the HBO series that oh, looked at the news? With Jeff Daniels. With Jeff Daniels. Uh, yeah. But it was about it was <laughs> I'll, about. I'll do the a news. CG. Well, I'll do look it up and put it under. Yeah. 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 Because you, if you haven't seen that uh, that series, it's amazing. Aaron it, Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin wrote it, and uh, yeah. just yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and and I, I can't remember, I can't believe I, I'm not yeah. remembering the name of it. That's what I get for not having notes. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back with the King of Comedy, also a review from the Vault with Thelma and Louise, uh, and if we get to it, we're going to do some essential Brad Pitt films, all that and more, maybe right after this quick intermission on Meet Me at the Movie. Sarah Miller, the host of Artworks. Each month we bring to you wonderful, talented artists from here in, in Cleveland County and, and the region. We have artists, we have potters, we have painters, we have musicians, we have actors. We just have wonderful artists that come to you and tell you about all that they're doing, their creativity, what inspires them. Join me here on Artworks each month on C19. You can also watch us online at C19.tv. These days, having a secure job really matters. Take plumbing, for instance. No matter what's going on with the economy, there will always be a need for professional plumbers to fix problems, help finish a new home or renovation, and make sure the plumbing works just right. Plus, professional plumbers can make a very good living. CCC offers what you need to get going with your career as a plumber. We have a fast-track certificate program to give you top-notch residential plumbing skills and knowledge of code requirements. Our more in-depth diploma program can give you the technical know-how and skills to handle residential and some big commercial projects. You learn how to lay, install, and maintain piping fixtures and systems for gas, hot water, drainage, sprinkling, and plumbing processing systems in any environment. Job security. Good pay, professional status. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? Someone once said that without music, life would be a mistake. And that's how we feel here on Face the Music. Hi, I'm Summer Castle Kiever, and I'd love for you to join me each month on our new program, Face the Music, which airs on C19 TV and C19.TV. Each month, we'll highlight the talents, personalities, and stories behind some of the area's most gifted singers, songwriters, and musicians. It's going to be a lot of fun, so join me each month for a new edition of Face the Music right here on C19. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. 
Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. Tim, Greg can was, we get another intern in here? <laughs> this is scary. A little concerned about Derek's dancing back there. Uh, or if you want to call it that, Tim's not sure if that's what he's calling it. But, uh, I'm not sure. But I'd you know, he's that. moving and he's enjoying himself, and that's what matters. And you're right, the theme Unlike song the is Unlike the viewers. Catchy. Yeah, well, unlike the, the viewers, yeah. <laughs> right. the, the name of that series that we were talking about before the break from HBO. The Newsroom. The Newsroom. The Newsroom. On HBO. On for three seasons. Um, and I think you can see it on Amazon Prime now. I think so, too. And it's, it's rewatchable. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've watched it all the way through at least three times. And um, just Aaron Sorkin is brilliant from a writing standpoint. I mean, anything he writes, I want to see. Oh, yeah. You interviewed him it. once, didn't you? I did. I interviewed him right before the West Wing. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was right, <laughs> actually right when the West Wing was launching. It was right after the premiere episode. Um, 20 years this, ago, I'll bet. Golly, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was. Um, but there was a, a satellite, truly really was a satellite link interview um, at some center, and he had the whole cast, and I got to interview him, and Bradley Whitford was there. A much younger self. He's and, coming back in and a he good is. way. I like he him. He is busy. Handmaid's he's, Tale kind of revived yeah, him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and he's on another brand new series as well. So yeah. anyway, uh, the newsroom, if you get a chance to check that out, we highly recommend that. Well, let's talk about The King of Comedy. Uh, this movie uh, is another review from The Vault. Uh, Robert De Niro in this Scorsese film. Uh, and it deals with celebrity. It deals with madness. Um, and, and it deals with celebrity stalkers as yeah. well. You had Sandra Bernhardt, who got a... Uh, she actually got an acting award for this from, from one of those critics' circles, and she had a solid performance yeah. of somebody that was kind of out there yeah, yeah. as well. Let me get your thoughts on seeing this movie. This also, a, a, it's a different paced film, not a lot of soundtrack to this as well. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Robertson from the band was the music supervisor, and they used music sparingly, and it was actually songs with lyrics that were used throughout, uh, yeah. but not a ton. Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically a dark comedy, satire, parody, whatever you want to call it. And it's just following this crazy fan who just thinks of Jerry, uh, Jerry Langford. Uh, Played by Jerry Lewis. Yeah, right. yeah. So right. he's a huge fan of this late night comedian. And he, he thinks he's going to be the next king of comedy. And he does everything relentlessly to try to get his name out there and uh, even... You know, probably breaking a few laws here and there. Uh, and, but the thing is, he's like, way to put it. He's, not, he's not quite violent. He's just crazy. And he's like, I think Scorsese described him as a lovable sociopath. Yeah. Where, like, you're sympathizing with his character because he doesn't really have any friends. He he's just wants to, you know, live out his dream. And, and he kind of—it's kind of like Howard Wallowitz from The Big Bang Theory. You know, he's—you know—you hear him yelling back and forth to his mom. Yeah, you yeah. never see the mom, yeah. and it, I really did keep, keep going. Okay, yes, yeah. yeah, it's—that's it's, where Big Bang maybe got yeah. this. And the mom was actually uh, voiced by Scorsese's wife, I believe. Really? Either wife or mother. Yeah. 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 It—it—it's you know it's a it's a different kind of film. You know, as where network had many layers. Yeah. This one is. It's really kind of singularly layered, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you you see early on that this this guy played by Robert De Niro, Rupert Pupkin, yeah, um, is not all there. Yeah, and yeah. He's he's got mm -hmm. some he's got a few issues that he's having to deal with. I mean, his whole the basement is set up as if it's a, a comedy studio. Yeah. He's got like chairs and he's got cardboard, cut like cardboard cutouts yeah. of Liza yeah. Minnelli and. You know, and it really was, I think, based on probably the Johnny Carson 
style uh, show. Or yeah, Jack Jerry Lewis's style. character was yeah. definitely based on Carson. In fact, the film and, and the story depicted in the film really frightened Carson. He upped his security detail and wow. uh, during that time because he thought, you know, it, that could happen. Yeah, and you really, you know, you really got this sense of just how, you know, we see it all the time today with celebrities right. being stalked. Right. And and now it's a whole lot easier to find out where they are. Yeah. Because people are posting pictures of them almost in real time. Yeah. Uh, then you had to kind of stake out where they were. Yeah. And yeah. it was a it was a fascinating film to watch. Yeah. Surprisingly, this wasn't nominated for any Oscars. Yeah. But I'm really surprised it didn't get a screenplay nomination, or even De Niro didn't get a nomination. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised but, too. Uh, it's yeah. just incredibly well written. Yeah, yeah, released in 82, and uh, you know, you really, um, you, you saw a lot of scenes happening there in New York, and we were talking about it, you know, wonder how much of this was organic, or they just kind of went out with a camera and shot yeah. things. Yeah. I'd love to go back and, and research that, but it was, uh, again, wonderful to see a film again like this that I remember seeing much earlier in my life. Yeah. What rating uh, would you give King of Comedy? A uh, solid A. Yeah. yeah. For me, a solid A as well. The pacing is a lot different, and uh, the style this was shot is a lot different. Scorsese actually has a cameo yeah. as the yeah. director of the show yeah. uh, in, the, in this uh, movie as well. Yeah, called the King it's of a Comedy. different kind of film for Scorsese. It is. And you know, as good as De Niro is in it, uh, Jerry Lewis was oh, very yeah. strong yeah. in that. Yeah, very he really powerful. Was. He were, really uh, in an unusual dramatic role for him too. Yeah, I know. agree, and and it's it's something worth watching, especially, uh, and this was a movie that kind of inspired the Joker. Yeah. Uh, that we're going to be talking about next week, and it's one of those that that looks at celebrity, it looks at madness, and even De Niro yeah. shows up in the Joker, yeah, De, playing the talk show host. Yeah, yeah De Niro is going to be basically the Jerry Lewis character right. in this, so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's going to be really yeah. intriguing to see so that parallel. Interesting to see that. That's a review from the vault. I can about review from the vault for uh, the king of comedy. Well, uh, let's go to another review from the vault. This is a Brad Pitt film. We've been talking Brad Pitt lately because of Ad Astra. And uh, you got a chance to check out Thelma and Louise for the very first time. Yeah. Uh, a very young Brad Pitt showing up in this with Susan Sarandon, uh, Ridley Scott directed, yeah. also Gina Davis in this mm. film, Harvey Keitel. It's a buddy dramedy in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, Susan Sarandon's character and uh, Gina Davis, they basically go on the run, leave their husbands behind. They're kind of tired of being pushed around. But then um, they run into some trouble, and uh, they kind of find themselves in trouble with the law and uh, also in trouble with some outlaws like uh, Brad Pitt's character. And it's just really interesting screenplay. Uh, it was written by uh, Callie Corey and she won an Oscar for the screenplay. Yeah, the screenplay and was really yeah, amazing. Yeah. It really was. Um, but yeah, the actually both actresses, Davis and Sarandon, both got a lead actress nomination at the Oscars. So for the same movie, two lead actresses, yeah. that, that's almost it, unheard of. It really yeah, is. Yeah. And that kind of split the votes too. And yeah. that, that when that happens for, for films, right. you'll see that kind of thing happen. Yeah. 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 But it was a beautifully shot film. Um, it was uh, nominated for an Oscar for cinematography, and it was all throughout like New Mexico and Arizona, and um, some really awesome car chase sequences yeah. and practical effects, and almost reminded me of a baby driver, like we've talked about right. multiple times, probably drew inspiration from this. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like a road road buddy dramedy. Yeah, and, 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 and really and, Scott really yeah. ha didn't have plans initially to direct this, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, he was wanting to come along as a producer and kind of expand his horizons as a producer. And Callie Corey, the screenwriter, was originally probably going to direct it, but the more they got into it, she realized that he was probably 
better suited to be the director. And um, so they worked incredibly well yeah. together. It was just a really awesome yeah. thing to see. Scott is such a versatile director. I mean, the right. kind of things that Ridley Scott can do, it's oh, yeah. pretty amazing when you look at his body of work. He did Black Hawk Down too, didn't he? Yeah, you got Black Hawk Alien, Down. Alien, The Martian, Gladiator. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. It, he, he doesn't just stick to one thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that it's, I think it's tough for some directors to kind of step out of a comfort zone, but yeah. for him it feels like everything is his comfort zone. Yeah, yeah and it was, I um, really enjoyed checking out some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, they were talking about this up and coming Brad, Brad Pitt actor. <laughs> I mean, this was basically his first major role and really the only guy in here that was a known name was Harvey Keitel, of course. Yeah. He, he'd been a big guy since the 60s. Yeah. But uh, mostly unknown cast, and this, this film kind of propelled him into the spotlight. Yeah, it really did. Just to, and, and so what's your rating for Thelma and Louise? Oh, uh, A minus, I give it. Okay. Uh, I mean, some, maybe yeah. some pacing here and there, but uh, yeah. still just really captivating story. I remember seeing this in theaters uh, for the first time, and it was when I was in college uh, going to check that out. It was 91. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and I just remember being blown away visually yeah. by it. I mean, it was just so beautiful to see. And when you've got these road trip, either comedies or action films, it doesn't matter if it's a road trip film, if you don't show the road yeah. yep. and don't show it in all of its you know, grandness, you're missing out. And Ridley Scott captured it so, so yeah, well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So glad I got a chance to check that out. Mm. Awesome. Well, uh, we're, we're not going to get to the Brad Pitt essential films because I think we need a little bit more time for that, so we'll save that for a future show. But I do want to talk about a binge-worthy series I've been trying to talk about for quite a while called Carnival Row. Uh, this movie um, is uh, it's really a, a Jack the Ripper meets Lord of the Rings. Think about that. Jack the Ripper meets Lord of the Rings uh, in a Victorian era kind of a, in England. Are maybe? they murdering hobbits or what? Well, there's, there are these mythical creatures that are living alongside humans, but it takes place in, in, in England at the time of kind of a Jack the Ripper. Okay. Uh, the, the series itself is really, a, it's a cross between this kind of fantasy adventure, but there is this serial killer going around killing some of these creatures. And so there's a human who's been tasked, the human is played by a guy who was in Lord of the Rings. What was his name? Orlando Bloom. Orlando yeah. Bloom stars in this yeah. as this detective uh, trying to figure out what's going on and why they're doing this. It's fascinating to watch. Uh, it is a uh, it is going to be a, a pickup series. So this right now you, you get season one. Um, I, I was just amazed by this. Bloom uh, leads really a solid cast. Amazon original. Uh, you can check out even if you don't have Amazon Prime. You can purchase it. But uh, really every level of this is solid. The production design, the acting, the effects, the makeup. The narrative, there's a score that's just beautiful, and the cinematography really, really will draw you in. Eight episodes. And there's something about these series that we're seeing on either Netflix or Amazon. Eight or ten episodes, I think, are really a, a sweet spot for a lot of these. Um, you know, I used to love the, seeing these 24-hour episodes. I mean, not 24-hour, 24, 24. That's a long episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24-hour-long yeah. episodes yeah. to tell a season, but I think when they release them all at one time, there's something about being able to binge eight yeah. or ten episodes. You can do that in a few yeah. days, and it's just solid storytelling. Uh, the, the show is called Carnival Row. I highly recommend it. Did you have a question or thought? Oh, well, no. I haven't seen that show, so okay. I can't contribute much. I'm but sorry. is there something you'd like to see? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite fantasy series of all time. And, you know, Lord of the Rings meets Jack the Ripper. I'm not a huge fan of Jack. He's, he, I don't think he was too nice a guy, but, you know, still, yeah. I'm interested in giving him a chance. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, I think, Greg, I think you would appreciate it just from the, the storytelling aspect right. of it. Because, and, and it's, you know, it's also got sci-fi elements as fantasy does. There's that crossover. And um, what I appreciate about it is it, 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 it was a social commentary and it's a political commentary all kind of rolled into one, which great sci-fi and great fantasy can do and do quite right. well. Right. All right. Um, movie quote of the week, getting you ready for the uh, Joker. This does come from Heath Ledger, and it kind of ties into what we've talked about uh, with a couple movies this week. As you know, madness is like gravity. All it takes is just a little push. Uh, I'm Noel Manning. That over there is Greg Tillman. Uh, behind Greg is some stalker. Uh, that's... Uh, Tim, will you call security? Yeah, I'll call security. Tim's going to call security. Thomas Manning, thanks for joining us and sharing your thoughts uh, on this week. Next week, we are going to talk about The Joker and some Batman-related films and stuff. So until next time, for C19 TV's Meeting the Movies, that is a wrap. Happy